Welcome to this Impossible Life podcast. I'm your host, Lisbeth Koning. In this podcast, I give my musings on mindset strategies to harness the power of I am to create possibilities. Hi, friends. Today, I want to share with you some things that I've been learning from my personal development this week. And side note, that is a really important step in the personal development process. It's so important that we don't just listen passively. A really good way to make things stick is to share them with other people. So whether you do it on a podcast episode or in your stories on Instagram or Facebook or just to your best friend on the phone, it's an important step. So just want to push you in that area. But this week, I have been doing a training from Tony Robbins. And one thing that came up in this training that really got me thinking was he said that a lot of times people will come up with a safe problem to avoid a risky decision. So my question for you is, does that feel true? Let's dig in a little bit more. So a little background. Tony Robbins bases a lot of his stuff on the idea that there are six human, basic human needs. Number one is certainty. Two is uncertainty. Three is significance. Four is connection and love. Five is growth. And six is to contribute beyond yourself. And those first four are really needs of the personality. And it's really important that they aren't number one for you. They aren't the driving force in your life. But for a lot of us, they really are. And unless we bring awareness to it, we will be at the whim of that. I know that for me, before my growth journey started, certainty was definitely a driving force as well as significance. It was really important to me that I performed well in all that I did and got people to recognize what a hard worker I was, what a good person I was, that sort of thing. And now I'm happy to say that growth and contributing behind myself is definitely a guiding force in my life. Number one, those are number one. And that is what really brings you fulfillment And that is something I've discovered through my journey and through joining the group that I've joined. All right, so six human needs. Basically, if there is something in your life that meets three of those needs, then we can consider ourselves addicted to that. And where this is dangerous is when it's in an unhealthy way. So when Tony mentioned that a lot of people develop a safe problem to avoid risky decision, I tried to uh, think back to my own life before my growth journey and how that would apply to me and what safe problem I might have created. And what came to mind is the identity of being a busy mom. So by getting married and starting a family and then throwing myself into that family, some of the needs that I was meeting were certainty because if I, you know, 
have what everybody says you should have, which is a marriage and a home and, you know, and kids, right? That, that story and do all the things to uphold those things and keep them together, then that's going to give me some certainty, or at least an illusion of certainty. Significance, right? If I'm throwing myself into my children and doing everything for them, well, then I am significant because I'm a mom. I'm important. I'm needed. And also I get connection and love there. And often, at least this was the case for me, I was not focused on growth or contributing beyond myself or even taking care of myself in any way. Everything had to be for the family and for the kids, which was really unhealthy for the family and the kids and me. Now, in the training videos, Tony mentioned some of the safe problems that people develop as depression, anxiety, and procrastination. And I can definitely think back to times when I was depressed or anxious and make that connection to a risk that maybe I was avoiding, something that was a little bit too scary or it's easier to to turn to blaming the depression or the anxiety, which is a really hard to think thing to think about. And if this is the first time you've heard it, I definitely recommend taking some time and journaling and digging in and just doing what Brené Brown says, rumbling with it. Question, like what could be behind that? What could the re- the reasoning of that? What might that have benefited? How might that have benefited me? What might I've been trying to get? Just ask questions and journal and write and dig into it. Well, once you dig in, you get to the point where you're like, okay, well, what can I do about this? And one of the things that Tony talked about in the training is the triad. And the triad is basically three parts that affect our how we feel and how we stay in that feeling. And that is our physiology, so our posture, how we're holding our body, um, our language, what we say, how we describe our problem, and our mental focus, so what we're constantly thinking about. And this really hit home for me. When I was in pretty deep in my depression and anxiety, I would break into tears quite often. Definitely had the physiology of like slumped shoulders, looking down, right? Sad face. Things that I would say in my head were, I hate my life. I definitely would beat myself up. Like, how, why, why are you like this? What's wrong with you? That kind of thing. And my language was saying things like, I don't have friends. Nobody wants to be my friend. It's impossible to connect with people here. Things like that. And that was keeping me in that state. It was pretty amazing in the training to watch how Tony helped people change one of those things and have it completely change all of them. Even just take a moment right now and sit sit straight up, put your shoulders back, take some deep breaths, keep your head high, put a smile on your face, right? Or you'll hear people talk about the power stances where you put your hands on your hip, you stand tall, and you just hold that pose. People will tell you to do that before you go into an interview. 
because it's empowering. Our physiology makes a huge difference. So pay attention to that. How are you holding your body? When you are at your saddest, what are you doing? What's something that you always do and try to interrupt that and change it? You can also interrupt and change your mental focus, catching yourself. And I have previous episodes that talk about strategies that you can do to interrupt that dialogue, the gremlins in your head. Hi friends, I just wanted to take a break from the episode to let you know that if you need help with building good self-care habits, I invite you to talk to me about my next challenge group. I will set you up with home workouts and incredible nutrition programs and a community to support you. And if you need help with shifting your mindset, you can reach out to find out about my mindset coaching services. You don't have to do this alone. In fact, I know in my case, I found that it's best if you don't. Getting outside help can open your mind to things that you don't see on your own. All right, back to the episode. Changing your physiology is definitely very powerful, but I think even more powerful than that is bringing awareness to and changing your language. If you really pay attention to the way that you speak and the way that you describe your situation and things in your life, you can discover the stories that you are telling yourself. And if you change those stories and you change the things you're saying, you can change your life. It's in our language that we can often discover our limiting beliefs. And more often than not, when we're stuck, it is because we're in the victim mentality. So something is the way that it is because of someone else or something else. And as long as we are stuck there, it's so disempowering. We can't get out of it. But the truth is, no one can stop you if you are fully committed especially if what you are committed to is aligned with you completely and serves a larger purpose than just you. That is seriously empowering. So catch your disempowering language patterns. As long as we are focusing on what someone did to us in the past, we can't harness our power now. So how can you shift into the power of self-determination. It's so easy to get trapped in thinking that we aren't in control of our own life. I know that when I think about the issues in my life, there it's definitely easy for me to think, oh, I was used, I was disrespected, I was abandoned, right? But those are all disempowering. Where am I in control? Where could I have made changes? And when I did, how can I celebrate that I did? And what can I do right now to change my life? What am I in control of? And one of the biggest tools that I use in this area is recognizing when my ego is taking the lead. Basically, what's behind my need or want to respond in a certain way? Most often when it's not a response I should take, it's because the ego is leading. I have an episode on this in a, um, previously, so if this is hitting a bell for you, definitely go back and listen to that one. But somewhere inside you, 
inside me, inside all of us, is the resources to handle anything. You just have to find the part of your life where you own them. And there is a part of you. You just have to dig. Think back through your past. When was a time when you were in control, when you owned your strength, your power? What area of your life is that true for you? And then convert that over. I was just talking with someone this week where they were telling me that they just don't have motivation and they don't have the drive to like do something every day. They're they're not consistent. They'll like say they're going to do something and then it's just too easy to fall off the wagon, right? But I said, well, what about when you've made a commitment to someone else and you told someone else you were going to do something? Do you do it? And they were like, yes, I do. And I was like, well, let's say you wake up and you really don't feel like doing what you said you were going to do. Do you still do it? And the answer was yes. And I was able to help her see that, no, she does have the ability to do things, even if she doesn't feel like doing them, to stick to the promises that she made. She just has to see that power and apply it to the promises that she makes to herself. And I think a lot of us are guilty in that. We'll do more for others than we will for ourselves. (sighs) All right, friends, that's all I have for you today. I hope that this episode gave you something to think about, to rumble with, to dig into with yourself. Do you have a safe problem that you are using to avoid a risk you should be taking for your own growth? Have you thought about your triad when it comes to this safe problem? What's your physiology like? What is the focus in your head? What is the language you're using around that story? And how can you change that language? How can you find the power that you have inside you and harness that and change your life to be the way that you want it to be? What steps can you take? If you liked this episode, please pass it on, share it with others. And if you haven't listened to my previous episodes, go back, give them a listen. And I'd love to hear your feedback and connect with you on Instagram. You can find me at Lisbeth Koning. I'd love to be connected.